This is the best of Real Presence Live. We now bring you an interview with Cindy Jennings about how God has led her and her four boys through the pain of losing her husband and their father. We are going to get to our first guest here with our sound effects. Inspired, sharing your journey. All right. Well, we are very pleased this morning to have a special guest, somebody that Father Ryan and I both know very well, Cindy Jennings. Cindy, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? Very good. 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 No, well, the, I got the stuff, so you, my yeah. voice is a little messed up. Okay. All right. So this is not the way she normally sounds, but she, you still sound fine. <laughs> oh, so Cindy, why don't you tell nice. us a little bit about yourself? Well, I am a Kansas girl who moved up here 16 years ago. And found my um, best friend and husband. Uh, had four beautiful children, and uh, my husband was diagnosed with cancer in June of 2013, seven years after we got married, and passed away four years this November 4th. So, well, yeah. so I mean, that's not a that's obviously not the normal route that young people expect to go to to lose a spouse at such a young age. No, no, and yeah, it was, it, you know, it it was nice to have him when you're diagnosed with such a horrible thing, and, you know, the typical lifespan was five months for this, for a glioblastoma, and um, we got 28 months with him, so really what happened is it allowed my youngest at the time, I think was like three, to have memories with him, and so it was... Um, it was good to have him and he suffered a lot, but it was good to have that time with him. Um, and so we, yeah. When, so when, when he was first diagnosed, what was going through your guys' minds and how, I mean, I can you, can you was, go back and relive that a little bit? Just tell us a little bit about yeah, that diagnosis. So it was, um, our, our best friend from curling actually had to deliver the news. He was working in the ER at the time. And, um, I just remember going, what are we going to do? And just, crying for like five minutes and woe is me and then it just went to woe is me to okay what do we we got this let's do it so you know and then we had hope you know that he would make it I mean, you always have hope you have to have the hope or you don't have anything so yeah it was um you know just trying to get through each surgery he's had, he had two surgeries so the first surgery was very hard to recover from but he um, ha- still had some usage of his left side, and then the second one would paralyze his left side completely. So it was kind of um, crazy train. After he, you know, so when he passed away, that's that's a trauma for you, for your children. Can you share with our listeners just what that experience was for you and well, how you journeyed through that? Yeah, I mean, at the time it was, so we were, the kids were getting ready to go to school and he went in the day before because he had massive headaches. <clears throat> and um, the kid, I got the call. And so the kids and I just went up there and he did pass. Uh, we were all there, my family, his family. And it was such a peaceful passing. And one of the things I did is the kids were allowed to be through the whole process. So they got to see beginning to end. They got to witness the suffering that went on. And it was just, it was amazing to see him go from such a amazing, faithful person to even more. Like just the way God perfected him through the struggle, through the the pain. Um, It was such a good thing for us, for our family. So, um 
yeah. So it was, it was, it was a bad day. Uh, but we trust that God has a plan and, and God knew what he was doing when he, when, um, from the day I was born, he just prepared me for that moment. So I'll go ahead. So, so the, so now your, your, your husband dies. How old are you at that point? Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, so 38. 38 years old. So yes. you're facing life 38 with four kids as a young widow. I mean, mm-hmm. how, how is that? I mean, I mean, you can't really explain everything, but I mean, it's like, I mean, what's your experience going ahead with life then, knowing that you were going to be on your own at a young age with four boys? This is the best of Real Presence Live. Right now, you're listening to an interview with Cindy Jennings. She's sharing how God has remained by her family's side after losing her husband as a young mom of four boys. It was a lot of, um, you know, prayer of why am I here? He would have probably been the better person to be here and stay with the boys. So it was a lot of just trying to figure out, you know, how, where do I fit in and how do I, how do I get them to where they need to be as for boys, they need a father. But, uh, early on I did tell them, you know, God is your father. And so anytime you want to go to him, you can, I mean, it's not you like you're left with nothing. You do, you have prayer, you have God, he's protecting you. Um, so that was kind of the, the main thing and not only that but the support system that was around me so i had my sister my mom um george's mom and dad and just a ton of people that i was blessed with throughout um, my life that just came at the right time so it was just it took the village to make everything go um one of those prayers that i did was just trying to figure out what to do to help them get over it you know, for me, I, I was, I was pretty good, you know, I had time to recover from all of it. And, um, and that's where the prayer room came in to existence. So through the Holy spirit, he had me do this prayer room and that's kind of the main thing out of the whole, what is it? Explain this prayer. room. So the prayer room is in my closet. It was George and I's closet. We cleared it out. And there's a suit up there of my favorite suit of his, and it's pretty bare. And we've got our rosaries, um, Bibles that are always in and out of there. But um, it is a place where the kids can go. So every day after school at the time, they would come in there and meet with me individually and talk about how they're feeling and, um, you know, maybe about, you know, good things that happened to him that day or bad things that happened to them that day. You know, is there anybody in your class that needed prayers or somebody that you feel like needs something? So just trying to get attention on others, too, as well, of what they need. And it might have lasted five to ten minutes, but it was the quality of time. Like, I never had that quality of time doing Play-Doh for a half an hour. So even if it was only five minutes, it was that quality of time that was put into it. Um, And gradually, they would talk more and more and more and more to the point where... You know, I almost had to kick him out of the prayer room because like, I got to go cook dinner. Um, but it, it just helped them get through it, I think. And we still do the prayer room, um, but it's not as often, you know, so we're all healing from it and it, it never goes away, but it's, you know, it changes. This is Father Rich Kunz, along with Father Ryan Moravitz. We're uh, coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth. We're talking to Cindy Jennings about her experience as a, as a, uh, um, a facing life as a young widow with four uh, sons and uh, talking about her faith journey in that. Uh, Cindy, um, <laughs> that's a pretty incredible um, 
experience, I think, especially with the the dynamic of allowing the boys that quality time to to visit and to talk with you. What do you see um, as a key in that to that healing process? What did that What did that ultimately do for the boys, or what is it still doing for them? I think it just keeps them able to express how they're feeling about different things. You know, the oldest didn't. He took it pretty well, where the the second one struggles. So he needs more. He he's the kind of person who needs to talk more. So I think it's just, um, you know, they're just able to express themselves, which in return makes them heal quicker from it. I mean, kids are resilient, so they they bounce back pretty quick. But you know, the, sometimes you don't know what's bothering you until you get in there and then you get it off your chest, whatever that may be, and then it's. You just heal from it, and it's it's good. It's a good prayer room. We you, love it. You mentioned that the kids are resi- resilient. I've known you for, I don't know, a little over a year, and, and I'm amazed at your resilience at it. You know, I think that a lot of people in your situation would still have times where you're just like a, a, a I don't know, a puddle on the ground. And so as, as you're very strong with this, and what do you attribute your, your strength? Well, thank you. Um, I think it's just trusting God has it. And I see that in other tragedies with other people, especially recently, you know, there's people that have had tragedy and I see that I see God in them. I see God guiding them because they have this strong, um, this, I don't, they just appear very strong and they can make it through. And I just think it's something God gives you to get through because what else are you going to do? You know? And like I said, everything in my whole life, if I look back, it, it's prepared me for this moment. It's like all the tragedy and all the stuff that's happened to me has pressed and pushed me into this stronger person. In fact, when George and I broke up for a little bit, when we were dating, he said, when we got back together, I'm like, why, why do you want to get back together? And he's like, cause you are such a strong person. So it's just one of those things that God just formed me that way for that particular moment. Cindy, if there's something that you could, share with listeners or tell listeners or give a message to listeners, especially if they're in a similar situation, what would it be? Um, I think I I really love the prayer room. And what I would say is whether you have tragedy or not, it's just a good thing to have for your kids to be able to communicate and to be able to have that alone time with you. Um, I feel like it's, it'll help them um, through school or through any of their problems that they're having. And it doesn't take much to do. And yeah, so I'll read, I, I'd like to read like a second Corinthians twelve nine. but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for power is made perfect in weakness. I will rather boast most gladly of my weaknesses in order that the power of Christ may dwell with me. It's interesting. You bring that up. That's a, that is my <laughs> very favorite scripture passage in the really? entire Bible. That is why do you bring that up? I, I just think it is a, a just a perfect description and just how I feel and what got me through, you know, it's just, it's a good reminder. And did this prayer room idea just pop in your head or? Well, I prayed about it and it did. I mean, it just came to me. Like it's nothing that I would have probably ever come up with. So it's like the Holy spirit was moving me to do it. And, um, I do have pictures. So if you want to post them on Facebook, I do have a picture of the prayer room. Do you still have George's suit up there? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Can you talk at all about your healing process? So, you know, you mentioned like, okay, I had time to heal, but then I had to work with the boys. Like what, what for you is that like? I mean, there's, 
lots of ways people heal from that. I think just being in the, when the suffering was going on for so long, for those 28 months, you're kind of, you're doing some healing at the time. I mean, you know that things aren't going to go, you know, I'm always the person that expects the worst, but hopes for the best. So I'm always preparing for that. And, um, I think I just, I just trust God, you know, the ultimate goal is to get to heaven. And even though it's selfish that I want him here, I know we did that. I know we got him to heaven. So, uh, if you know, it's complete. And so I'm good. I'm good with it. And I'll see him again. And that takes a great amount of, of faith and hope to surrender to that, 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 level of trust you know that's it that's this is exactly, that's a great grace this is exactly why i submitted your name to be a guest on the show oh, because you're you so you're you're, you're an incredible inspiration with that cindy and uh you know thank you very much for coming it's a it's an inspiration i think that there's gonna be a lot of listeners out there that can that can uh, hear what you say and take something with that so thank you very much well, thank for, you for having me thank you this has been real presence live on the real presence radio network Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.